0: Good morning and welcome to the show with myself, Darshan Mudley. Looking forward to chatting with you today. 34701, your SMS hotline. Tweet or Facebook us on Live on SAFM. Email us right now, amlive at safm.co.za. What are we talking about today? Voting. It's on everyone's mind. And the presidency says you are still able to register to vote by registering at the IEC Commission's offices in all of the municipalities. The spokesperson, Mac Mirage for the president, says people must apply for registration on or before the day that the upcoming election date is published in the Government Gazette. Now we know the date is the seventh of July, but it hasn't been published in Government Gazette as yet, after which the voters' roll will then be closed. Now, no date has been set when the proclamation will be gazetted, but it is expected to happen before the end of this month. So if you haven't registered for uh, this election, do so as soon as you possibly can at the IEC's offices in all of the municipalities around the country. The IEC says from this weekend, more than one million people registered to vote despite the several disturbances around the country, especially at Beckersdahl, where there were even concerns about bomb scares at various voting stations. There were concerns about protesters that did not want others to register. And what the commission says, that uh, as of February 10th, the actual figure of 24 million South Africans have registered for this year's elections. On the forum at 8 this morning, we're asking you, with the number of protests and frustrations that are being vented on the streets, Do we as South Africans realize the value of our vote, the power that the vote has? Tell me that answer. 34701. In order for us to vent our frustrations, do we do it at the ballot box instead of the streets? 34701. Email us, amlive at safm.co.za. Tweet Facebook, amlive on SAFM. Now, joining me on the line is uh, the IEC spokesperson, Kate Bapella. Kate, good morning. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Uh, good morning, Jackson.
0: Now, I understand you can't join us for the whole hour. We wish that you could, but you have a press conference at around 11 o'clock today. Is that right?
1: Yes, definitely. This morning uh, at 11 o'clock, the chairperson of the IC Advocate, Fensi will be releasing the results of the voter registration weekend that we have just uh, passed. Um, by Saturday already, 1.2 million uh, uh, people had gone through our voting stations. That means they visited our voting station. So by 11 o'clock, we'd we'll be knowing, uh, by midday, basically, me and you would be knowing how many people have actually registered to vote for these uh, 2014 elections. And then also would we'll be knowing the, the the key number thing that we'll be looking out for this morning is the young people that mm. have registered to vote. And really, it's going to be a very interesting morning. More so, in your introduction, you raised the issues of, of uh, the service delivery protest. Yes.
0: that we experienced
1: the weekend. And as well as the other thing that was peak for this weekend was the overnight rains there were quite a uh, menace in housing in Popo Northwest and Pre-State. Some of our voting stations could not be opened as a result of those rains. That also played havoc in terms of uh, <clears throat> people being unable to access our voting stations. At some point, our officials uh, had the wisdom of taking um, the, the material to a, a higher level so that at least waits trial and they can continue to register voters, which they did very well. So we're hoping that the numbers will, will, will really speak. Mm-hmm. On, on, on the way in which South Africans went out in the numbers to uh, to, to really support the registration, we can, despite obviously, new areas like Bechuanaland, there various other areas in in the country mm-hmm. which which our officials, uh, especially the commissioners, went out of their way to, to to discuss with communities. And the advantage that we have, really, I must say, as a commission, is that we are rooted in our communities. Our voting stations are in town halls, in churches. In, in City Halls, all of those places, in tents, all of those places where communities reside, that's where you'll find our voting stations. Most of our staff, they come from the communities where they live. So it's a very, uh, we well, are well, very much a threat of the South South African community.
0: Mm. Is there much voter education that happens uh, at these sites where there are protests, when protesters come up and try to stop others from registering for the election? I mean, does the IEC do anything in terms of educating those about the value of voting, the value of their vote?
1: In preparation to every election, we we, we have a, a, a lot of officials on the ground doing civic and voter education, we've got democracy education facilitators. On on, on on top of that, we also have what you call a, 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 a mediators or panelists or recon- people that looks at reconciliation within communities whereby if there's a, there's a difficult situation emerging, our, we are accessible as an organization commissioners would always interact with communities just to ensure that it's uh, the role of IEC mm. and defender within what, the context of, of, of
0: situations that are taking place and what sort of models are we using to engage with people to to you know educate us about why it's important to vote I mean are we just going out and and talking to people and, and giving them the same messages again that you know your vote is your secret and that it's important to vote or are we doing it in innovative exciting ways like you know in Chile they've got street theater they you know, they have a, a parallel election so that young people can also go with their parents on voting day and cast a ballot in a in a parallel children's election. I mean, these are all campaigns to encourage voter education. Are we doing it in innovative ways, or is or is it the same old message told in tried and tested ways?
1: No, 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 definitely not. Uh, you know, we we use different modalities, the methods of 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 of, of educating South Africans on civic and voter education that are quite hybrid. It, it will be at, at one point it will be because at some point we will need to you 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 educate someone on a legislative process you really have, because legislation is very straightforward you do that in a different you, you do what you do that as a straight uh, forward educative uh, material then after that some of the processes like um, where, where uh, people go into case studies also they do in, in activities with communities most often when they do this this this, this project that are normally undertaken by people living in those uh, uh, communities together with our education facilitators, they'll use all sorts of, of method, methodologies to ensure that the message is understood and also it can be, it can be related in, within the context of the environment in which communities live. So that whatever education that is being provided to our communities, it's not misleading, it's not biased, it's understood within the context of electoral democracy. So really the method, methods are very varied. The methods uh, will, will change depending on the circumstances and obviously the stakeholders. When you talk to a uh, uh, learner, for instance, the uh, the experience at our university, we are going to use a different methodology when you speak to academics. So various uh, stakeholders, various methodologies, normally our programs are extremely, extremely dynamic.
0: Okay, Papela, I know your time is precious this morning, so thank you very much for joining us today at the IEC spokesperson. And we'll be looking out for that press briefing a bit later. It's a Let's talk later on. We'll do that. Kate Popela from uh, the IEC joining us. Now the IEC is expected to shed light uh, later today on the outcome of that final registration weekend uh, ahead of our national election on May 7th. This after they reported about 1.2 million registrations across the country with half of these new votes aged 18 to 29. And as you heard Kate reiterating there, the key is going to be looking at these new young voters, especially in 2014. We're going to be having the born freeze voting in their first ever election. These are, are born frees, are, are teenagers or anyone really born after 1994 and they'll be included on this voters role unlike their parents. This is a generation of youngsters who have no historical memory of apartheid. So perhaps even more reason for voter education. Why is it important for young people to vote? Why is it important for anyone to vote? Do we as South Africans realize the value of our vote? Tell me your answers on 34701. What is the power of your vote? I'll read out those SMSs. Joining me on the line to discuss this with you, I've got a program manager at the Electoral Institute for Sustainable Democracy in Africa, Yasser Grant Masterson. Thanks so much for joining us, Grant. Good morning.
2: Good morning, Darshan. Nice to talk to you again.
0: Nice to talk to you as well. Lauren Tracy is also joining us. Uh, She's a researcher in the Governance, Crime and Justice Division at the Institute for Security Studies. Lauren, good morning. Thanks for your time.
2: Good morning,
3: Darshan.
0: Thanks for having me. Granted, I'd like to start with you. Although, you know, some part of me says that, you know, we, we need to commend the IEC for what they've done in terms of educating us about the vote, but have they done enough?
2: I think that the tendency is to see voter education as something that happens just around the election.
0: Mm. Uh,
2: And that's certainly not something that the IFC uh, does. Uh, It it, 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 uh, it educates the the voting public uh, on a continuous basis. It continues to hold seminars uh, in the interim between elections. And, of course, we also have a staggered election cycle for local government elections as well, which affords us additional opportunities to have voter education drives at the local education level So IEC voter education I think it, it, It's a program which is continuous and ongoing uh, But we do tend to focus On what is happening more When it comes closer to election time
0: Lauren what's your thinking about the IEC and, and how they've carried themselves about During, uh, during voter education drives
3: um, Thanks I, I, I think it's interesting to see that the IEC Is obviously engaging with the youth On, on, on platforms that they um, Use to voice their political concerns For example your social media platforms which is very different from, you know, the normal mainstream politics where young people feel that they've lost touch with um, voicing or speaking to the youth. So it is interesting to see that they're engaging with them on these platforms. However, um, I completely agree Uh, you only see this happening over, you know, the election period. Uh, there is no, there is not much voter education that's going on before that and I think this, this is something that needs to be addressed.
0: So whose responsibility is it then to help us realize the value of voting? Grant, is it, is it only the IEC's responsibility here?
2: Uh, well, the IEC takes primary responsibility and it uh, does take responsibility for coordinating voter education but uh, there is a large uh, role for civil society organizations uh, to play their part Uh, for the education system to to come on board. And there are often uh, uh, good initiatives uh, that take place. Uh, and they tend to be uh, sporadic and ad hoc, but uh, civil society does come to the party, uh, as well as uh, various initiatives that the education department do on occasion initiate.
0: Mm, Lauren, I, I mean, do we realize the value of our votes when we look at the service delivery protests? You, you mentioned it as well, and even, uh, you know, Kate Bapella paid, uh, paid credence to it as well. This is something that's that's taken attention away from their, their, their drive to get people to register to vote.
3: Right. Um, well, I mean, we need to understand that there are a range of reasons why many young South Africans are not interested in voting. I mean, generally it appears as if many young South Africans don't think that they're voting. to them, voting will necessarily make a change or, you know, change anything or have an impact on their lives. So even though they're concerned with issues of youth and access to quality education or uh, issues of corruption, they don't necessarily see how voting will lead to improving these challenges.
0: Well, give us a call right now. It's twenty minutes after eight. We'll open up the lines. Do we realize the value of voting? Give us a call on o eight nine one one o four two o eight that number again o eight nine one. 104208 and send through your SMS's on 34701 a couple of them uh, I received a little bit earlier on uh, that I wanted to 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 look at again this morning uh, this comes in from uh, Charles uh, who was saying Mandela's release uh, was on Sunday the night before Mike Tyson was knocked down for the first time uh, in Cape Town I got this SMS uh, from someone who says I was at my granny's place on this day 24 years ago uh, while my parents were at the parade my mother got ill and sat down on some steps it turned out That when Madiba had left, he went down those steps and she was able to shake his hand. Lyle in Cape Town, who wrote so-so SMS. Jacques Cupido in Calvinia says, "Uh, I was part of the crowd waiting for more than three hours in the hot sun at the Grand Parade in Cape Town for Madiba to make his first public speech. That historic day cemented in my memory. Grant, I, I mean, just asking people to reminisce about 24 years ago, they, they, there's a flood of memories, a flood of you know emotion, pride about that moment. But why haven't we got the same pride about voting? Or, or am I mistaken? We do have the pride. We just you know have it in, in, in lesser degree.
2: Well, I think that uh, the enthusiasm would inevitably have to come down from such a high. But I think if you look at the uh, overall numbers uh, in South Africa as a democracy, uh, our voter registration numbers, uh, as well as the numbers that actually do turn out and cast the ballot on voting day, are still very, very high, uh, especially when you compare them to uh, established and consolidated democracies, particularly in Western Europe and North America. Uh, we're looking at about 77% of the, the registered voters voting on voting day, uh, whereas in some of those countries... A 50 or 60% turnout is considered excellent, and
0: Mm. some will will be satisfied with 40%. Lauren, I mean, your take on this?
3: Um, I think just in terms of, uh, I mean, we need to consider that encouraging young voters or or young people to go out and vote is a common challenge worldwide. Mm. It is not just something that is particularly happening in South Africa. Um, We also need to take into account that typically as people get older and become more informed about how the government impacts on their lives, they increasingly register to go out and vote. Um, so these, I mean, that's what we're seeing in South Africa at the moment as well. Oh, 891
0: 104 oh, eight, Billy in Midran calls us. Good morning, Billy.
4: How's it? Good morning. Good morning. At the risk of sounding rude, Okay. I, <laughs>
0: I, <laughs> I believe... You've, <laughs> you've got us worried, Billy, already.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's got to be worried, yeah. <laughs> um, I think uh, citizens that are voting are idiots. And and I say that with love. I don't mean that in in the way it sounds. And the the reason I say that is because if if you have a reserve bank printing the money, your elected candidate throughout the so-called democratic process will have to answer to an unelected reserve banker. So the idea of freedom and, and voting is absolute rubbish with the current situation and the parasites and traitors that we have globally in power at the moment in the government what we need to do is remove all central banks globally get the government to print interest free money as step one and elect proper leaders that are going to start teaching people how to grow their own food and move away from Monsanto and all these corporations so voting I'm afraid citizens are, are being deceived Mm -hmm. And I say that with love and respect Because I I also didn't know this stuff until recently So does
0: that mean you're not going to vote, Billy?
4: I will never, ever vote I will not pay income tax as much Mm -hmm. as I can I'm not interested in this scam And this sham of um, the illusion And because people think they are free And and have choice They don't rebel, you know And we need people to rise up And it's happening And I don't mean violence I mean Mm -hmm. stepping away from the system And printing our own money Ditching the banking system of fractional reserve lending where they print money out of thin air and lend it to you at full whack plus interest and then it takes you 20 years to pay for uh, uh, three houses but you only live in one
0: Billy, thanks for that call there, Billy in Midrand Well, very interesting thoughts Grand Masterson, uh, perhaps we started with Billy here Maybe we should have gotten a bit of an easier question from one of our listeners but Billy's presented us with a bit of a challenge Is he needing a voter education or is he right?
2: Well, I think that uh, there are certainly uh, people out there who feel a lot of anger uh, when it comes to election time about betrayed promises, mm. about the performance of the, of the government of the day. Um, and, of course, my question to Billy would be, uh, how, how are we going to see a government come into power, or leaders, as he said, that, that are proper leaders, uh, come into power uh, if not through the election? Uh, and, and, therefore, you need to have people who feel like Billy, to turn out in their numbers and to cast their, their ballots for who they determine uh, they believe is the most suitable leader. Well, Otherwise, you, you don't end up with a situation where anything changes and everything continues as it is.
0: So, I mean, for others who, who would agree with Billy right now that this is all a mass conspiracy, this is you know really supposed to give us a, a, you know, a veiled attempt of having power, but really we're, we're completely disempowered as voters. I mean, what, what would you say to them, Lauren?
3: Uh, I mean, I think we're picking up the same on our end as well when we particularly look at young people who are also saying, uh, similar to uh, uh, what Billy has just said, that traditional forms of politics, such as your voting, attending political meetings, signing petitions, um, have too long been regarded as the standard way in which we judge others and their value as as citizens of South Africa. Um, And I completely agree that, you know, if this is something that needs to be changed how else would you then do it um, in, in terms of going to elect someone uh, proper leadership that you believe will, will will carry through the views that you want to be carried through in South Africa? Uh, right now, voting and you know going to the elections is. is, is is
0: the best way we can do it. Well, Billy, there's a question for you. Both our guests are asking you, how would you do it any better, right? As uh, an SMS, 34701 seven zero will read it out. Looking forward to what you have to say, Billy. And Nazir calling in from Benoni. Nazir is saying the election system has changed. Nazir, how and why?
5: Good morning. Uh, you know, my, my concern is that, uh, let's assume uh, you're talking to a young person and you say you have to vote because you need your vote carries some weight and it can t- select the people you want to Or elect the people you want to choose now you if if people vote and assuming they vote ANC and the ANC wins then you don't have any choice in choosing the leaders the party will then take over from there and they will elect they will put people into positions and move them around as they want so even though people like myself have always supported the ANC now we believe that the people that are in control of the ANC are the problem so now, you can't vote for the policies of the party and the spirit of the party because all, all that the party is doing is handing that power over to people because of the election the system that we have. We're not voting for individuals. If we were voting for people, you could vote for people you trust and you know and trust. Now you're voting for a party, you don't have any idea who's going to be the minister of whatever up the elections. So what Bali was saying earlier... Uh, you know, to add to what he's saying, is that economic power is controlled by uh, a capitalist elite in this country. And, and we, our reserve bank controls the money and the money flow. And a lot of our, economic, um, a, a lot of our economics are controlled from Europe. Even our reserve, even the uh, uh, Anglo and all of these people have moved from the JSE from the and they've listed in London.
0: Nazir, and same, same question to Billy and, and the same question I posed to you when you came on. How would you like it to change? <laughs> What's the okay. better system? I think, our,
5: I think our electoral system has to change. I don't agree with Billy that to we can vote. Uh, to what, it, Nazir? It has to, change to, it has to change to something where you can choose the individual. For instance, we have a person who's put up as president. Mm-hmm. And you can decide whether you want that person or not. So you can have Alan Zilla as president, but you can have... Um, uh, Thabo Mbeki as deputy because now you have a choice to choose the people in place and they must make the government work like this. Their loyalty is to the party. Their loyalty is not to the country. They, they do everything to win votes for their own political party and sometimes their party is not uh, uh, doing what it needs to do for the country, rather it's favouring the interests of their own party.
0: Nazir you know. Lepinoni, thank you very much for calling. in saying the, exi- the uh, election system that exists must change. And once again, to uh, Billy, if you'd like to write in, how would you like it for? How would you like the election system to change? I'll continue my conversation with our guest, uh, programme manager Adi Asad, that's uh, Grant Masterson, and uh, also joining me, Lauren Tracy from ISS. Stay tuned. A lot more coming up on the show. We'll get into this election system because I'm also wondering how well equipped are we with knowledge about our election system and it really came up yesterday when we spoke to Salgas Malila uh, George who told me you know when, we t- when you protest against water perhaps it's misdirected because the- at the local level there's no uh, Department of Water Affairs that's only a national Department of Water Affairs so how well do we understand our election system the tiers of government when we go into an election especially this would be part of the voter education that we should be doing does the IEC do that for you 3470 3470- one will take more of your calls on 0891104208. Tweet or Facebook me am live on S A F M. And once again, your SMS hotline 34701. 8:30. Time for your news headlines. Here's Bobakshni. Minutes to nine. Coming up, morning talk with Rowena Bird. Rowena, good morning. What's in your show today? Good morning,
6: Dosh, and thank you very much. Today is a very special day. It is the birthday of the founding president of the ANC, Dr. John Langalibalele Dube. In 1871, he was born. It's also the day when this man died 75 years later in 1946. But in more recent times, Dosh, and it's the day which we all know what we were doing 24 years ago. Nelson Mandela got released from Victor Fustard Prison in Powell in the West and Kate. On this day 24 years ago Coincidence or providence That these two men share this special day We'll talk about that in more depth and more detail And also share uh, what these men meant to us And also the inaugural Dr. J.L. Dube lecture Will be held in Inanda today We'll talk about that in the first hour as well Talking finance with Brian Hirsch And property matters with Janelle Mulomo Will feature in the second hour Today Brian explains why people need life cover and allied benefits such as dreaded disease and disability and we will focus on rental detail for the tenant and the landlord and that will happen between 10 and 11 in the final hour on the African perspective we will focus on the Central African Republic and get the latest from there and that's the show for today Darshan, thank you very much
0: The Forum at 8 on SAFM Thank you very much, Rowena. So a very important day, lots to look at, and we want to look at this. Do we as South Africans realize the value of our vote? We're talking about it today because, well, of course, it's 24 years since Nelson Mandela was released from prison. One of the chief things that the ANC was fighting for and other liberation movements together with the ANC was the right for South Africans all South Africans, black and white Indian and coloured, to be able to vote it didn't matter what colour your skin that was the fight at the time now we see protests in communities around the country like Bekkersdal for example where a community threatens to uh, explode a bomb at, uh, at a polling station threatens to disrupt uh, the uh, registration and potentially this could spill into uh, the 7th of May election day to which uh, we hope won't happen, the, the uh, President has been urging us to go out there and register to vote for these elections, the IEC is still able to do that, even if you miss this weekend voter registration. You just need to go to the IEC's offices in any of the municipalities. All the municipalities have an office, so you should be able to register there. I'm joined uh, on the line by Grant Masterson, uh, a program manager at the Electoral Institute for Sustainable Democracy in Africa, uh, Lauren Tracy, at uh, a researcher at ISS Governance, Crime and Justice Division. Lauren and Grant, thanks again for joining us. appreciate your time today. Thanks. Sure. So would would voter education achieve anything in in Becker's style? Would it achieve anything for those protesters who seem to complain at the sight of the IEC? Lauren, if I could put that question first to you.
3: All right. Well, um, I'm not too sure if it would actually change anything. As I mentioned earlier, um, we've got young people in particular who are really quite disillusioned um, with the current um, situation. Government or political structure as it is. And I mean, uh, they feel as if they're not being heard, as if the the issues and the challenges that they're facing are not being addressed. Um, and in this regard, that voting is not doing anything to address that. So I'm not too sure whether that is actually going to, to change the situation at
0: the moment. Well, Grant, I mean, is, is that fair? Because since voter education meant to change things, isn't it meant to change our view, our focus on how this democracy works to our benefit?
2: Doesn't I, I think we are, are putting two issues together that don't necessarily fit well together. The, the protests that seem to be going on in communities like Becker's Dahl, uh, are, are very much protests against the failure of government to deliver on its promises promises which we know are made during election time and which voters go to the polls and vote for, believing that those services will be delivered. But the failure of those services themselves, uh, I, I think that the, the issue becomes more nuanced than simply saying, mm-hmm. if I vote, then the services will be delivered. We know that there are a lot of challenges that local government faces, as uh, Salga was saying yesterday, and I think that we need to understand that the vote is still something that is required. Uh, is very important for democracy, it is very important for uh, participation, and yet there is another aspect to it, which is what comes after an election, holding your uh, officials accountable. And then the opportunity that you have to hold them accountable comes best at the next opportunity you get to vote, where you get to say, has my elected official delivered on their promises, or have they not? Now, what we're seeing with protests in Bekkersdal and elsewhere is that people are not willing to make a different vote. They're saying we don't want to vote at all, and they're saying we want to disrupt the uh, opportunity of other people to vote as well.
0: Mm. Uh, uh, For you, Grant, I mean, just uh, in terms of our last caller who called in and said we need to change our political system, do you agree with him that we need to change? And at the same time, I want to ask that question that that Walila George posed, you know, whether we know enough about our political system to be able to make these decisions.
2: Well, uh, I think that uh, Nazir was correct when he he, uh, uh, said that the um, selection of who goes to parliament or who goes into a particular uh, minister's portfolio in cabinet is not really up to the voter directly. We as voters vote in a list-based proportional representation system, which means that we vote for a political party, and that party selects the candidates it best believes will serve uh, its interests uh, and the interests of its voters in Parliament and in the government.
0: But isn't it up to National Assembly then to finally choose the President?
2: Yes, it is. Uh, And yet the the National Assembly will ordinarily choose, uh, based on the list that the party in power, uh, the ruling party, the party with the majority of seats in Parliament, has put forward. So there are are definitely points that Nazir has here that uh, there is a level of accountability that is removed from the voter and vested very strongly in the political parties themselves.
0: Lots of SMSs coming in Chris writes in on this day I was still at school In my home country of Zimbabwe and on the very Monday, we were told to go home and enjoy the day of the icon. Uh, point says, voting, a waste of our time as our voices are not heard as if they were heard. The activation of ETOL shouldn't have been done. Um, this SNS unsigned, when will the government announce the death or birthday of Madiba as a public holiday in honor of the great man? And a lady from Tinarha writes in, I want to believe that most South Africans do not understand the right to vote. The people are not happy with the ruling party. Why do they not just choose to vote it out? Lauren, why not?
3: Well, I mean, I definitely think that, um, you know, we have to drive this message home, and as you say, rightly so, voter education is, is something that needs to address that where You know, if you if you don't go out to the polls and register uh, uh, to vote or, or go out and cast your vote, um, you are not going to change the current circumstances uh, that you're facing. Um, so, I mean, again, as 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 I've said earlier, you know, you, the, the lack of service de- delivery that people are facing, youth unemployment is a big thing at the moment for the youth, um, the quality of education that they're receiving. These are all factors that will impact on, on whether they choose to go out and vote or, or whether they don't see it as necessary to go out to vote because they're not being addressed.
0: Grant, I mean, it's, it's uh, like you say, much more nuanced. It's not just if you're unhappy with the party, then vote for another party. Some people are, are loyal to the party, regardless of what they do. They just don't want another party to be in.
2: Absolutely, and, and I think that's why the expression of protest is seen as another form of political participation by some people. Uh, the, the unwillingness to change your vote from a party you feel very strong loyalties to, in particular the ANC as a liberation movement, does command a lot of loyalty in that regard for bringing the vote to all mm-hmm. South Africans. Uh, and, and so many people find themselves unwilling or, or unable to vote for anyone but the ANC, and yet. At the same time, they want to express their dissatisfaction with what the ANC's delivery is looking like at the moment.
0: Anonymous is calling in from Bizana in the Eastern Cape. Anonymous, good morning. Yes. Hi, Anonymous. Welcome to the show. Yes.
7: Uh, the, the problem is, yeah, we, we we are the citizens of this country. We are, we are at a big risk just because of this government. What, yeah, what, court, what do
0: you mean anonymous? A big risk. Sorry. What What, what do you mean we've taken a big risk uh, with this government?
7: We are voting for those 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 leaders who are in power presently. Mm-hmm. In all spheres, they are. Everything is being politicized. Presently, I'm working at a school, but uh, what is happening? When there are positions for, for, for the pro- promotions, they come with their own conference. They are saying that uh, this can't kind of deployment. Even if someone is not good for that, it's going to be put there just because it don't belong to this organization. That's what is happening in this country. Like, for instance, arms, there are no roads, no water. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's 20 years we are saying that we are near to democratic government. Anonymous what you kind
0: make, of
7: a is Just the, 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 the money, which is mm. the the money which, which is doing these things, are the money for the taxpayers. And for instance, there in Canada, there's a big, big, big room for 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 what this thing.
0: Anonymous and Designer. thank you very much for that call from uh, the Eastern Cape. Uh, Jocelyn in Hilton in KZN says, it really worries me how many young university students have decided not to register. Perhaps a media investigation would yield some answers. Uh, Grant, do you think we need some answers here why young university students have decided not to register?
2: I think we have to ask the question, is that a normal trend? Mm. And typically of all of the age groups who are likely to not be registered the young young eighteen to twenty five age group is most likely you 're most like, most likely to encounter an 18 to 25-year-old who has not registered to vote.
0: But that's so sad because when, when we talk about voter education, isn't it meant to be uh, at the grassroots level? We talk about these born free who have no historic memory of apartheid. So shouldn't part of the focus there for the IEC, for government, for the stakeholders involved in this be on focusing on those young people so when they reach voting age, they register?
2: Well, I I agree with you, and that certainly is is part of why we have voter education drives, and and we measure the success of those voter education drives, in particular by how many young people have been brought into the system. Uh, I think that the the other aspect to it, though, is that by the time uh, these voters reach the age of 34 or 35, most of them have been absorbed into the voting system. So something happens between those ages of 18 and 35, that, that causes them to identify more with the political, uh, the, the political rules and the, the democratic process. Uh, and I think that we need to try and uh, understand and identify the, the reasons why they identify at that age. Mm-hmm. And if we can identify those, we may bring more people into the
0: system. And Lauren, is, is the reason or part of the reason that, that voting is seen as what older people do? It's not what the young people do. And we're not really targeting them using the ways that young people talk. You're using social media, using, uh, you know, as I said to Kate Papella earlier on, what about street theater and, and, and having a parallel election for younger people so that they learn part of the reasons why we're voting?
3: Right, yes, and I think it's an interesting thing that you've just raised because it's something that the ISS is working on at the moment. Uh, We've just um, started off with a project to try and understand the voting behavior of young South Africans. Mm. And part of this project is going out to your universities, your FET colleges and your secondary schools, which are your high school pupils, to try and assess you know, um, whether they really are just disengaged from conventional politics or whether they they are actual, you know, what the factors are that influence whether they will go out and vote. I mean, we've, just having started the study a week ago, we've picked up quite a bit, you know, that we do, we've got young people who are actually politically active. They're politically aware, um, but there is a clear distinction between, and, and something that we need to recognize, being disengaged and disinterested in formal and traditional politics, and being detached from wider democ- uh, democratic and political processes, um, which may be represented uh, represented by alternative political and civic activities, which we're seeing with the you know the dem- uh, the uh, the demonstrations or the political protests that we are seeing in Bakersdal, for example. We are we're seeing a young population that is active. You know, they they're engaging in on social media platforms, your Facebook, your Twitter. They're actively engaging on those platforms, speaking about politics. Mm -hmm. However, they don't feel as if they can engage on 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 formal democratic platforms. They're not being heard on these platforms, and 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 mostly for this part, they've decided that they, you you know, we're not being heard on formal democratic platforms. Um, we don't see whether our voice is being heard and whether we should be able we'll to go out to the polls and, and register to vote.
0: So I'm asking you out there, what more needs to be done there? What more needs to be part of these voter education campaigns to make us a more sophisticated voter, to make us a voter who understands how the levels of government works, how our vote is important and where our vote feeds into? How do, what more needs to be part of these campaigns? Should we be having a class in school that is dedicated towards voter education or perhaps as part of a class that's already being uh, taught at schools. Give me your answers on 34701. Perhaps Mike has an answer for us, calling in from KZN. Mike, good morning.
8: Good morning. I just want to to reinforce the message that the vote is very important because in the last general election Kutsong had a big um, boycott of the Mm. registration and elections and what have you, and on on voting day, the uh, proportion of people that voted was only 1%. And um, that person that was elected was put forward and when you consider that he represents only one percent of the vote it's, it's very sad and it actually shows just how valuable each
0: vote is thanks so much for that call mike there in kzn and we've got advocate mantula on the line, former election observer advocate mantula good morning uh, good morning Dasha. i think
8: i'll bend rules this morning normally our <laughs> uh, observers don't talk on the radio yes. then you must know there is something wrong Dasha. yes for the past years, and I think your, your question as the value, Let's put it as a, as a right. It's mm-hmm. within a constitution. It's a political right. I think you have tried, tried to give us the chapters of this manual of voter uh, education. I was listening earlier to Kate, which I said it was making the role of chapter 9, All of them, uh, Darshan, so that you don't only focus uh, on the uh, few only. and and, the, and one point again is to Consider during elections, you are saying the state of emergency. Electoral security is it is at risk, it is at threat. And one thing that we need to to consider is it is the role of media. Does media do a better voter education? You will remember that in the early 1994, 90, there were other series uh, TV running around the elections. But yes. again, as you are saying, it is not all about casting of the vote, but understanding governance from day one when you are putting uh, elected officials into power. But like I said to you, foreign observer missions, they will be lending in this country. They will be looking at many areas, whether it's SADEC, it's EU, Commonwealth, the Qatar Center, but what is important, how do we build even our own domestic, local uh, observers? And those that you must know, they will be in every corner, not monitored, but I'm raising or observers because observers we normally don't interfere but observe what were the systems and how do they go. And the last part that I wanted to raise as we talk about the youth, it's a pity the youth won't vote at the ATMs, uh, they won't use the Twitter or Facebook. They have to be physical at the side because I think one thing that they are angry with is it is for the launch use, which we know very well. Nineteen ninety four it was history in making where a black person never voted in the So it's very important to take a vote as a constitutional right. Thank you very much, Doctor.
0: Thank you very much for that call. Advocate Mantula, very worried about election security, saying it's at risk. Grant Masterson?
2: Uh, I I can't speak with any special knowledge Mm. on the security uh, situation around the elections. Uh, uh, We've we've dealt with uh, um, voting in areas of instability in the past, and the IEC does have good processes in place. It has established uh, good mechanisms to... Uh, alleviate conflict before it gets out of hand. Um, and uh, I suppose the question really is is the type of protest that we're seeing in Bekkersdal more of the same, or is this uh, some sort of new form? of protest and, and and that's something that I don't have an answer to at this
0: stage mm. Lauren I, I was posing this question to our listeners and I'm still waiting for, for someone to answer it for me I mean what more needs to be done as part of these campaigns that we're already doing to educate voters to make me a sophisticated voter to make me one that understands fully what the value of my vote is how I should vote where my vote goes how it's counted I mean what more needs to be done to be part of these campaigns
3: um, right uh, and I think we should I mean as you say we need to start at the bottom and actually put in place um, voter education classes, or uh, some some module, or some form of teaching young people from while they're in school at the beginning about the process of voting and the importance of going out to vote. So just basically um, voter education, plain and simple, needs to be put in place in in your school system as as part of the subjects that they're taught. I think another way um, we could look at in, engaging. Um, on discussions and, you know, trying to drive this uh, uh, voter awareness and education um, is perhaps going on to, you know, looking at your social media platforms, which is a platform that a lot of youth use to engage on, you know, democratic processes, any uh, political attitudes that they may have. So uh, political parties, for example, the IEC could go a long way to making youth and making this part of the electorate feel included by listening to what they have to say on these
0: platforms. Here's a, here's a very concerning but a very good tweet that comes in from Kotsu J, who says, No, we don't realize the value of our vote. Some people vote for a party because their parents or their husbands are voting for it. They don't get the importance of it. Grant, I mean, this, this idea of family voting has been around for a while, where a man says, I'm going to take the decision for this family of how we're going to vote and, in fact, you know, instructs women and, and the children who can vote to come into the booth with him and, and, and vote together. While we haven't really seen that in South Africa, this idea of family voting is, is very concerning.
2: Well, the the IAC voting process is very clear that unless a person needs to be assisted, in other words, they are blind or they are otherwise incapacitated, no one is allowed to go into the voting booth with the person to vote. Uh, which ensures that that person can vote for any party and it remains their secret. Uh, and that's that's uh, uh, a rule that's been put in place precisely to ensure that this type of thing, the husband or the patriarch says, we will all vote this way and ensure that it happens that way. Uh, and, and, and yet, as you say, the, 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 um, uh, the practice does continue. Uh, and until such time as people recognize that their vote is their own, uh, then it, it, the, the practice will continue to be allowed.
0: Lawrence, so what should we be doing here? Should there be more targeted campaigns on women voters, or should we be targeting the men so that they realise the importance of women participation in these coming elections?
3: I think both. I, I think you you need to tell both the men, um, letting them know that you know it, it is an invid, an individual decision, um, and and then in the same sense target women and letting them know how important it is that they make that decision for themselves. I mean, just on that point as well, it's very interesting to note um, while we were conducting our study that we, we came across a, a few participants who had, had spoken about the fact that they usually vote in line with their families. Um, and reasons behind this range from, um, you know, if I don't vote the way my father votes or my mm. mother votes, then um, they would lose their jobs. Or if I don't follow what my parents are doing or the vote that they, the the political party they've been voting for all these years, then my parents are going to be very upset with me. So we do find that we still have situations like that occurring, but we then on the other hand also find a youth that has decided that they're going to take um, their vote is something that they the person that they're going to want to elect into power, it's going to be an individual thing and that they're not going to be influenced by their, their families or, or any other members that they uh, their friends for
0: example. I got this SMS earlier on that says uh, democracy is when five wolves sit around a table with two sheep and then try to decide what's for dinner uh, I mean it's it's funny but at the same time, I mean is voter education sufficient for a democracy, to sustain a democracy here in South Africa?
2: Dasha, I'm very glad you asked that, because uh, a lot of the focus uh, when we're talking about voter education and the attitudes of voters uh, does tend to focus on the IEC, and there's a very crucial player who often tends to be ignored here, and that is the political parties themselves. Political parties form with the specific objective of putting forward a platform which entices voters based on their policies and based on their ideas and uh, in some cases based on their track record. Uh, And so, you know, when you talk about voter education, about voting uh, attitudes amongst the the voting uh, voting, uh, uh, classes, then you really need to look at the political parties as well and ask, are the political parties speaking to the issues that are tapping into the interests of the voters?
0: Elliot and Witbank says freedom to choice, also freedom of choice, also guarantees the citizen's right to choose not to vote. Democracy 101, Lauren. Um,
3: I mean, that, that's definitely it. it, it it's, you've got a right. It is your choice whether you go out to the polls and vote. It, it should not be something that you are judged on whether you're a political, act, a politically active citizen. If you do not go out to vote, I mean, you could participate in various other platforms. It is important, however, to recognise that this is. This is the major platform that you would have to go out and make your voice heard and and therefore should be used.
0: Just uh, let's wrap up with our guests. Your closing thoughts before we end off the show. Grant, uh, I'll give you the first chance.
2: Yeah, I completely agree with Tracy there. It's very important for, uh, for people to go and vote or to recognize the value of the vote. And if they do choose not to vote, that is a, a choice which is their right. Uh, and yet at the same time, uh, you, you get the government that you deserve. And so if uh, people are not voting, if they're staying away as a form of protest, uh, it allows other people who do have an opinion to shape the policy, to shape the formation of the government in the future. And then really the people who've chosen not to vote don't have a leg to stand on when they want to sit around the, the, the brie or around the dinner table and complain about their government because they have the opportunity to vote and they didn't make
0: use of it. Program Manager at the Electoral Institute for Sustainable Democracy in Africa, Grant and thank you so much for joining us again. Lauren, I'll give you a chance to wrap up right after this.
6: When we had to borrow money to renovate, we knew who to speak to.
4: We're already ABSA customers. They know us best. Gave us a great interest rate on our personal loan.
6: Now, honey, speak to someone about keeping this pool blue.
4: Uh-oh.
0: <laughs> Sometimes a little credit is all it takes to prosper. SMS loan to 31513 or visit any APSA branch today. APSA, member of Barclays, an authorized financial services and registered credit provider. Standard SMS rates and rules apply. The Forum at 8 on SAFM. Election date on 7th of May this year and you still have a chance to register for the elections at the IEC's offices in all the municipalities across the country. You have to go to them this time. Unfortunately, the voter registration weekends are closed. Lauren, your, your closing thoughts for us today on, on our topic?
3: Again, thank you, Darshan. As mm. well, just to to emphasize that you, you know it is important that you do go out and vote um, and engage as a citizen if you want to see the change or or your, the challenges that you face changed. Um, also, the, um, I believe, if, you know, you speak more towards political parties and the IEC, um, that they too have to, uh, uh, you know, make the young population, the young people feel um, included and to listen to what they have to say so that they can become actively engaged, um, whether it is going on to social media platforms. You know, listening to what the youth are saying out there could go a long way to encourage these voters to the polling stations.
0: Um, And, yeah, that's just about it. Lauren Tracy, thanks for joining us. Researcher in the Governance, Crime and Justice Division at the Institute for Security Studies. Stay tuned. The IEC is going to be having a press briefing later in the day. I imagine Midday Live will be covering this as well. So do listen out for it. What are they going to tell us about uh, registration this weekend? And as Lauren points out there, what about those young voters? Did they get them to register this weekend? We'll find out shortly. That's it from us here at the program. Thank you so much for listening. 6 to 9 a.m., that's when you join us every single Monday to Friday. From myself, Darsha Midli, have a great day.